Hello everyone, George Watkins here on this Sunday night special broadcast we have. Thanks for joining us on this celebrated night of Christmas Eve. Well, some of us have been through a few of these before, but each time they come around, we are remembering the importance of why we celebrate certain times of the year, certain dates, and especially our Christian remembrances. There's discussion when Christ was really born in the birthing time of the, uh, as the shepherds were in their fields. Well, whether or not it's the exact date, this has been the date chosen for us. And so we celebrate the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ on this night to remember. I've got a caption in my title today, "'Twas the night before when everything changed." I want to talk about that just a little bit and encourage us and, be, and remind us of why God has us on this earth at this time in this season of a night before experience, not only in the national sense, but in some of our lives, we are, or perhaps maybe in a experience experiencing a night before? Is it going to change? Is something going to happen? Will the miracle take place? That's what happens on the night before. Well, in our scenario of Santa Claus and all that phony baloney, excuse me if I just let the cat out of the bag, if your young children are listening and you haven't taught them the the correct, the truth about it yet, Oh my, Twas the night before Christmas. Now, on that, on that uh, night, children are anxious. They're, it's hard to go to sleep. Why? Because they've been taught that they may not get a gift because they might have been naughty. So they're in anxiety. Well, these night befores, we need to remember. I'm thinking of several of them i made note in our in our little article that i've written here but i want you to just bring back a couple of them in your own minds the night before in my mind the night before my marriage wow that was a big one (laughs) probably the probably the biggest in my whole history well what about a night before a trip you're on i can't sleep often very well when I'm going on a long trip. Why? I've got my, I've got my anxiety. Not not so much the, the negative part of it, but the mind won't shut down. And you're thinking, did I remember everything? And is the car ready? And do I have enough gas in the car? And all those things that go on. Or if you're going to take a plane trip, I've got to get there on time. Those night befores can be cruel <laughs> and dangerous the night before as i reflected reflecting of peter and his night before when he was in the prison house and locked up chained up and his contemporaries and friends were praying for him and an angel came and 
marched him out of that prison house. The doors opened, the chains fell off. And before he knew it, he was standing in the middle of the, uh, of the, of the highway or road or alley <clears throat> behind the prison, totally free the night before. What about the night before Paul and Silas were in prison and um, they begin to sing at midnight and suddenly a great earthquake came. And the next morning they were set free. Actually, they had already won the jailer's household to the Lord before the sun came up. So God has a way of turning things on a, on a dime. I mean, you can... You can be in a hard place, a dark place, a fearful place. And the scripture says, joy comes in the morning. Well, with this whole Christmas thought in our current culture, the joy in the morning becomes the Christmas tree and the presents. Well, <laughs> oh my goodness. We don't want to do without that because of our traditions and our family experiences and what's behind some of it that has has some spiritual application and things we do because we love to give, we love to receive, all those things. But that's not the that's not the thought for today. The thought for today is that whatever you're experiencing. It seems like it's dark and nothing's going to change and tomorrow's going to be worse. And just as soon as the sun comes up, they're going to haul me off or <laughs> I don't have the money to pay it or whatever is going on. In the night experiences, <clears throat> when we call upon the name of the Lord, something happens that can only happen because God said he would bring you through. Well, <clears throat> it's in these, these opportunities we have when we are in one of those experiences of a night before, as I'm quoting <laughs> probably too many times now, <clears throat> as, we're, as we're in one of those experiences, it's in those times that we really get a hold of a deep faith and a confidence that we would not have had or couldn't have had without experiencing some muscle, you know, stretching and training where we, in the, in the night, we said, God, you're coming through. In the struggle of this thing, we say, God, you're faithful. And in that, the muscle of faith and the muscle of our confidence begins to develop. I, if I had written the Bible, I would have excluded all the, the hard things. <laughs> it would have been smooth sailing forever. Well, obviously, I didn't write the Bible. Thank you, Jesus. But the Israelites had that same problem. Every time it got easy, they fell off the, you know, the cart or whatever you say. They, they, they messed up every time this, the, the, the road was smooth and the waters were clear. They, they started worshiping other gods and, and breaking all kinds of rules. It was in the battle that they came together. It was in the battle when they had to face the enemy that they actually 
came back to the Lord and found their true center of faith. Now, I don't know why that is or why God <laughs> constructed us to have that need, but we do have that need for contest and conquest. Jesus even said that you're going to have trouble. You'll have troubles. And in the midst of the trouble, he said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Wow, what a promise that is. How often I reach out in the middle of a struggle and say, God, I need your hand right now. Or Lord, I need, you, I need to have you come through. <clears throat> now would be a good time. <laughs> Amen. Well, here I sit. Here I am. After all these six decades or so of serving and working and crying out to the Lord and asking God for his, his supernatural miracle help, here I am. And here you are listening or somewhere in our connection as we journey together. You have had so many of those nights. Often we forget how God brought us through. This is a good time to remember it. We are in a struggle of our nation, national soul. The spirit of this nation is being, <clears throat> is being uh, attacked by so many different forces, all evil, trying to break down what God has established. I'm thinking of the night before when George Washington, it was a Christmas Eve when he was on his knees praying, asking God for direction. Now, the Revolutionary War had started when we declared independence from England. Now, England just happened to be the biggest army in the world at that time. They were conquering and taking over nation after nation. And so we, as a, you know, part of their, part of their nation, we decided that we wanted our independence. And so we declared it in a statement of freedom. From that time, General George Washington was appointed as our commanding general, and we had never won a battle yet. They were beat up and bleeding and shoeless, some of them were they, as they marched through the night to get to that position they wanted to be in. They, they said you could see where they walked by the bloody trail in the snow. That's the early army that put us in a position to be a nation. But we hadn't won anything yet. It was the night before when God gave George Washington, he said, go across the Delaware and attack that sleeping, drunken German army that, the, that England hired to fight against you. And so he took his men, he had mariners in his army that knew how to, to take a boat across the uh, ice-chunked filled river in a snowy storm. Took all of his army and his cannons and his guns and everything secretly across, marched up to the camp and won the victory. And then went back across the river and continue the fight. It was that night before when it looked the darkest that God turned this into the first victory of the Revolutionary War 
And as the years went on, several of them after that, before the end of it, God prevailed and established this nation. Now, with that illustration in mind, take our little minuscule problem compared to that. Maybe a health problem, relationships, or finances, or all those things, family struggles, whatever it is, if you'll find your place in the face of God and find your direction, he might tell you to cross an icy river. He might tell you to, you know, to, <laughs> to get up out of your bed and, and walk like he did with the crippled man. Or to go to the river and wash your wash the mud out of your blind eyes. Something is about to change in this season of your life and my life. It's the night before for something, but God has a sunshine coming. He's got a, he's got a sunrise coming. The sun will break through. I tell you, it's important to remember that God never sleeps nor slumbers. And then while you're resting in your bed and unconscious, as far as you know, your spirit's not, neither is your, your inner man is listening and watching those dream lives. The dream life you have is part of that playback that's happening. As you are doing that, God is at work preparing the next day for you. He said he would go ahead of you. <clears throat> he would go ahead of you, as Isaiah said, take down the mountains and smooth the road and lift up the road so that as the king was prepared, they prepared the road for the king, took all the chuck holes out and all the stones off the road, make sure the cart didn't, you know, the, the, uh, carriage or the, you know, the, what he was in didn't shake him too much. He wanted to be comfortable. God said he would go ahead of us through the prophet Isaiah and make the road straight and smooth. So I pray in this breakout day, as we come into our new day, now we're looking at a new year. We'll talk about that next week. But tonight, as if this is the earth, this is our morning, you know, for this is our Eve, Christmas Eve. Twas the night or the day before the greatest change in our life. Something's going to happen in the days to come that you're going to look back and say, wow, I did not know that I was that close for my miracle. I was just about ready to quit or give up or have fear or faithless, you know, faithless attitude or faithless thoughts. I was just about there. And I encourage you to take a grip and know that tomorrow something's breaking through. Hallelujah. I'm thinking of Jesus, of course. And the greatest example of a night before, nothing greater than that. He's in the garden. He's sweating great drops of, as it were, great drops of blood because he's so intensely connected to his father. Oh, father, can you take this from me? Oh, father, can you take this from me? He says, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And he submitted to what was going to happen the next day.
But it was the next day, out of that night of agony and crying out to the Father, it was the next day that you and I were delivered from the hand of the enemy. And the greatest change in the history of the world happened from the old covenant to the new covenant, from the bondage of the demonic world to the release of you and I into the spiritual freedom in Jesus Christ. And we were taken back into the family of God and released from the bondage of the enemy. That was the next day after Jesus had that night before. Wow. We cannot express the magnitude of it. There's no way for, uh, for us to articulate in our limited understanding and even our ability to speak what really took place in the underworld of things and in the spiritual battles that were won and in the as Jesus went into hell and delivered the souls out of hell and brought them out victorious. And all those things that took place in the days to come, 50 days later, he ascends to the Father with that cloud of witnesses. Wow. Talk about the, <laughs> the top of the video list. I mean, that would be the chart breaker if we could film that. All right. Well, I'm encouraged because I have some night befores that I believe God's got a breakthrough for. How about you? I bless you on this special day of Christmas Eve, and I thank God for each of you. I bless you in your gatherings, your family gatherings, and by some, by some circumstance you might not have a family gathering, take comfort and encouragement in the fact that you are never alone. The family of God is always around you. Paul said, and the scriptures tell us rather, that the angels never leave you. Jesus certainly never leaves you. God dwells inside of you of a truth. And you have visitors come by your place more than you realize. The scripture says, when we gather in the name of the Lord, there's other spirit spiritual beings and created beings that God has that come and listen and gather with us. So if you are alone on this day, be encouraged and have a blessed time as we enter into our Christmas day. I will be here in the morning. Some of you will be very busy, so tune me in when you can. We love you all. We bless you on this Christmas season. Let's remember who we are celebrating. Let's be, let's be sure we communicate that to our children and grandchildren and train them in the ways of the Lord. I love you. Don't forget, subscribe if you haven't. Thank you for your prayers, your support, and all the levels you do, including your financial blessings that you send our way. It's a big, big help. And share this with someone, and thank you for your comments. We will see you in the morning. Merry Christmas.